Hello, beautiful human. Thanks for letting us into your ears today. We are about to catch up with Teen Wolf star, rock star, Made in Manhattan star, Tyler Posey. We have a lot to discuss, including his brand new EP, Drugs, all the music he's made from the very beginning, his movies, his TV show, so much to get to. But first, I got to tell you to subscribe to this podcast and share it with those you care about. Please, please, please. And yeah, let us know who we should have on the show next. At Zach Sang Show on any form of social media. Okay, Tyler Posey, here we go. Hello, beautiful human. My name is Zach. That is Dan. Yep. And uh, we welcome to the studio for the first time ever, Tyler Posey. Hey, did you say hello, beautiful human? Yeah. Or humans. Hello, beautiful human. We're technically hanging out with one person right now, but we're at the same time hanging out with a bunch of people. Got you. Okay. You know, it's Understood. like, uh, yes, there's many of the ones hanging out. I love uh, that. There's a, a f- phrase, something, urum, w- with many there is one. You know what I mean? With many comes one. Sure. It's kind of like what America is, right? There's a whole bunch of people yeah. coming together for one. Hopefully. Uh, there's yeah. A, yeah. There's a Latin phrase, uh, pluribus unum or something. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that's made me think of that. Anyway, welcome to the studio, man. Thanks for having me. Really Stoked. Really honored to have you here. You look really crisp. Your your shirt matches your shoes quite nice. Thank you. Yeah, I wasn't even really going for that. But you did. You, you accomplished something more than just waking up today. I did. Mazel tov. Thank you. Uh, today was a big day. <laughs> today was a big day for you, man, because you uh, released a music video earlier. I did. Is, is there, yeah. It, what is the pressure? Is there pressure <clears throat> or stress around... Releasing something? I, I think I think for a lot of artists there are. My my label, first of all, is really chill and they've got it figured out. They have a we have a lot of help on the label side. They just help me with anything I need. So they're always there if I need them. But for the most part, I kinda do things on my own and I don't know if it makes it it makes it I think stress less. Does that make sense? Um, because you're doing it on your own. Yeah, I just I hit my buddy up and I, he has a camera. We film stuff all the time with each other. And I was like, "Yo, you want to film this video? I have an idea for." And we kind of elaborated on it a little bit. And I built the set in my house and filmed it two hours. I directed it and then I edited it that night, and it was done. I was gonna say, there's something about your music videos that are so simple, but you yeah. smile throughout the whole thing. <laughs> it's just like one shot. They they make you happy. Yeah. What what goes into actually like putting that together? Like, where do these ideas come from? So the first video that I released called Happy was literally one take and then it was also we we did it only one time like it was like uh, i was like okay i think i'm cool with that and i even f- at one point am i allowed to swear yeah yeah you're cool. <laughs> i even messed up at one point and sang the wrong lyric and i left it in there um and i don't really know i think uh that those songs they're not the happiest songs they sound happy because it's pop punk but uh there's some pretty heavy connotation in the songs and um is that the right word? Heavy connotation? I mean, There's some heavy subject matter in within the songs. But they're dressed kind of lightly because they do rock, right? Yeah. Like yeah. like the Sonics are like, yes, <clears throat> happy, past life. Mm-hmm. I had to really dig into the lyrics to really understand the stories that you were telling. Yeah, there's a lot of layers. Uh. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, so this whole album is kind of about me overcoming addiction, you know, um, and being sober and... and Dealing with um, sobriety as like, dealing with depression for the first time without turning to a substance to abuse, you know. Um, so like, there's a lot of different elements to this album that's all focuses around that. Um, but that's why you know they're really heavy topics. 
But if I'm smiling through the videos, it's kind of like, I don't know. I just always want to make something visually stunning. And not, I don't know about stunning, but like fun to watch. Like you can even mute it and be like, what the hell is this? You know, and they're not, they, they have really nothing to do with the songs. Like the last video I, I released today, the first lyric is empty yellow boxes. And I was like, what if I just pop out of yellow boxes? <laughs> and that's literally what you did. <laughs> and that's what I did. On so, blue. Yeah. So there's no, there's not, there's nothing else. It's not like symbolic really people i'm sure can dive into the videos themselves and be like okay this means this this means this but it's mostly just one little idea that i ran with so it's nothing too crazy i i, I also i don't want to take myself too seriously i've never i've never done that as either an actor or a musician and i think that's just you, you have fun more and i think it's um endearing for somebody to watch that you know because i know a lot of bands out there who like take themselves way too seriously they're great but it's just like, where's the fun element in it, you know? My favorite band is Blink-182, and those guys, yeah. joke, is, should be their, <laughs> their pseudo-name. Um. <laughs> you have an incredible past, and I, I do want to dive into it, but I, I want to start with Drugs, because that's the EP that's on the way. So that's the project you wrote. Do you Would you say that you turned to the uh, this album, Body Work, whatever you want to call it, instead of Drugs? To get through a depression that was caused obviously by life, and then also the the fact that your sobriety brings on depression, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally, and a different kind of depression too, because yeah. it's like you really have to take like face it. <laughs> yeah, you can't hide. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Yeah. So I I do have uh, some in my past that's caused some sort of depression throughout the years, you know. And I did keep keep numbing myself, but it wasn't like it was it was an underlying thing. Sometimes it would peak more, other times it would just be in in the background, you know. Um. So it's not something that like I'm constantly dealing with, especially when I was using it was more so because I would just keep numbing myself and it was a band-aid and then once that you know it, it would surface it was just brutal. Um, but this album, I I I really started feeling like I had a really bad issue and then I tried to quit on my own a couple times and I couldn't. I was like, oh f dude, I think it's kind of scary. Like I would be like, all right, this is the last this is the last time I, I'm done feeling like I'm gonna die. Um, and uh, I just kept doing it, even though I felt like I was going to die sometimes. So I was like, oh, this does feel like an issue. So I reached out to some people who are sober, and I was like, hey, I think I have a problem. Um, and then <clears throat> I'm with Big Noise, and we, I was writing an album. Like, I, I, I wrote the first song, and then, and then I got sober. So it wasn't like I went into the studio... With, with with the idea that I'm going to write about becoming sober, it just happened. And so I was like, I was writing what I knew. <clears throat> and then it turned into this whole, like, you know, concept album of, like, becoming sober and dealing with addiction. Um, but I, I, I was also, like, the happiest I'd ever been in a long time because something about newfound sobriety, there's this pink cloud that you're in that's just like, yeah, dude, life rocks. I'm happy all the time. I'm meditating. And then depression hits you at some point down the line and then it starts to get a little heavier and kind of hard to adjust to um but it wasn't really my escape of depression i was just it was just my job i was just writing another album or ne my next my next release you know and then it just so happened i was getting sober at the same exact time because I, I i really felt like i needed it i was uh i was just i was i was withering away <laughs> i don't do well doing drugs but sobriety, well, this album has to take on new meaning because it's not only about sobriety, but it's written while you're going through it. Yeah. And, and you simplify it as you talk about it, but it is like, that's a, I have family members and very close friends in my life who have gone through that. And like, 
it, no matter the substance, it's incredibly challenging mm. and, and a really, really big mountain to climb and to overcome. So to do that and then to make an album parallel to that or simultaneously, mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah, it may have been a little bit of a distraction of, like, the harder elements of getting sober initially, you know? I was, like, pretty consumed with writing this album and loving, like, hearing back the songs and, and like, just consumed with the whole entire process. Um but yeah, it, it 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 it's not easy. I relapsed, and but I'm sober again. But I I I relapsed, you know. And I think a lot of people's relapse is a part of their sobriety story. And I was like, I was trying to be the poster boy for sobriety. I was like, yeah, dude, I'm gonna be sober for the rest of my life. And I was trying just I just overloaded myself with with sobriety and like what comes from it. And in a, in an overwhelming way and an unrealistic way, I, I think I may have been replacing it, replacing the drugs with 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 sobriety. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I think so. At least I don't know what the hell happened. I was just I was taking a lot of people's advice and doing sobriety the way that they did, and also how I, I wanted to impress them. Because yeah. that's another thing I found out through sobriety that like I like to people please. I'm like I, my whole entire life I've like done things for people not to hate me, <laughs> uh, and I'm getting over all of that now. But it's nice to like I, I really started to like break down my character and figure out all the. That I've been dealing with my whole life and where these anxieties come from and stress and depression and that was one of them that I'm of this people pleaser so I tried to do that my first time through sobriety and this time around I'm really like taking people's advice but I'm also just listening to my gut and my heart and know that I don't you know I don't do well doing drugs so I don't want to cross that line again but I'm also doing it my own way the only way to figure out your own way is by falling and getting back up right and learning yeah 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 at least for me yeah I think so Hey, beautiful human, I'm hitting pause real quick to talk about mental health. A few months ago, I started going to therapy and it changed my life for the better. If you are feeling depressed or struggling with uncertainty or having difficulty sleeping, BetterHelp offers experienced therapists who can listen and help. BetterHelp is revolutionary. They're amazing. They're going to assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp is not a crisis line, it's not a self-help thing, it's professional counseling done securely online. Plus, there's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. And BetterHelp is available for clients worldwide. Plus, you can log into your account at any time and send messages to your counselor. And you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, as with traditional therapy. And BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. And BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. I'm really proud to say this. The Zach Zang Show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy, and our listeners, aka you, get 10% off their first month of online therapy at BetterHelp.com slash Zach Sang. That is better, H-E-L-P dot com slash Zach Sang. Get matched with a BetterHelp therapist and get started. How did you get into acting? Yeah, my dad. <laughs> it's a quite the segue. <laughs> I mean, I think it's attached to somebody being a people pleaser. Oh, sure. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Good segue, dude. <laughs> you're killing it oh uh, yeah acting so my dad before i was born was an actor and a writer and a producer and um he did theater he did seinfeld he did cheers he frazier he was literally the, the the 90s sitcom 
guy. He was the original Danny Tanner on Full House, and they fired him for, <laughs> for Bob Saget. So he's like the guy, you know. And so, so cool. when I was like, that's kind of cooler than being actual Danny Tanner, Bob Saget. I think you're right. Like, that's yeah. awesome. I think you're right, dude. He he doesn't think that, but I think that. <laughs> no, that's you know. So, I mean, come on. <laughs> now we have a running joke with Bob Saget in the house, so it's just it's it's just a lot of fun. I'm glad it happened. Um, so he's in it. So he, you, you're around it. You yeah, I grew see up it in it all yeah. the time. Yeah, my mom was pregnant with my little brother, and so he would take me to his shoots, and like you know, they were pretty substantial. There was one shoot he was on called Earth to the Moon that we shot in Florida. I was four years old at the time. It was being directed by Ron Howard, and Tom Hanks was the lead, and so I was just constantly surrounded by these huge suited people in in the business, and I expressed some interest in it. Like I think my dad took my cues of being totally fine on on a set for 12 hours at, at, on end as a young kid and he was like huh there might be something to this and so i just went for it and it's kind of been busy ever since that's it's kind of weird but that is almost like the bare minimum requirement when looking to cast any child as an actor it's true he's like yes okay like a lot of people can act but can your kids stay quiet for 12 hours when they're doing nothing yeah 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 absolutely it's it, it's it could, it could be a pain in the ass but i was great i was fine i don't know what it was there's a smell, some of the smell <laughs> of a set. You know, Made in Manhattan changed my life. One, no of, one of my all-time favorite movies. I think I've seen it. I mean, I've probably seen it a hundred times. Like, That's so I'm cute. Obsessed with it. Hell yeah. So good. Love it, dude. Uh, Great. Uh, I mean, were you in that? Yeah. Yeah, I was. I was Jennifer Lopez's son. <laughs> Damn, get the twenty get, twenty years ago. I don't know much about TV and movies, so that's great. Yeah, dude. Dude, he's a, an icon in so many different facets. <laughs> so your dad pushes you into acting. You choose to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're on like a sh you're on a bunch of shows before Made in Manhattan. Yeah, right? man. Yeah, I was like uh, a lot. I was filming in Toronto, Canada, for four years, from eight years old to twelve, and I shot Made in Manhattan when I was ten. So. I was in Canada, away from my friends. I grew up in a small town here in, in California. Santa Clarita. Santa Clarita. Do you know? Of, co of course. Do, I mean... Do you know the place? I mean, I know it because I drive through it sometimes. Okay. And I know that it's fairly close to Six Flags. Exactly. I would skateboard to Six Flags all the time with my friends. See, like, and uh, also there's that TV show on Netflix about it. Santa Clarita Diet? Yeah. Love that show. Come on. They had zombies Love there. Love it. So you grow up in like the the ultimate suburbs, suburbs, of LA. dude. Just skateboarding, small town, close friends, and so I was removed from that for so long when I was a little kid. But growing up in that world, I I, I really wanted to connect with the kids my age and 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 that weren't actors. I felt so disconnected from from acting for, uh, actors at such a young age for some reason. I just I, even till this day, it's hard for me to really find anything in common with them. I don't know what it is. I'd rather just talk about skateboarding and punk and whatever. Um, so, yeah, I was filming in Toronto, Canada, for a long time. And then I got Made in Manhattan, which was a quick flight to New York from there. Um, and then before that, I was in a movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Collateral Damage. So were you doing, like, extra work or anything previous to these no, bigger I, roles? No, I just, I just I, yeah, I just, I, I, I booked a couple of commercials. Casual. And then just went full on with professional actor. But at a super young age. You keep in touch with those you grow up with because music mm. is like a weird through line through everything you do. Because mm. you you do a band with somebody you grew up with, right? Is it cost? It, yeah, it's not Costco. Yeah, yeah, that was my, that was one of my bands. That was the first one, but you did uh, you did one recently 
five north. Mm-hmm. That's a kid you grew up with, right? Yeah, one of my best friends. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Murphy. So somebody you skateboarded to Six Flags with. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he's one of my best friends. Um, and uh, he's he's still technically in my band. He's just now a wildlife firefighter, and so he has no time to go on this tour with me. He's incredibly busy right now. He's very busy saving the world, literally. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, he's he's so I have this core friend group at home. Um, that's like t- 10 or 12 of us and we're all just like best friends and we're on this group chat every day Sending poop pictures and <laughs> talking about stupid um, And he's one of them like did somebody like that understand what you were doing at first like when you'd be gone Like do you understand that you're acting and you'd be in a movie? Um, do you even tell them are you embarrassed? N- I you know I, there was an element where I was embarrassed. Yeah, I, I I didn't like being recognized when I was a kid and I didn't really want people to know what I did I just didn't like it. I didn't like acting I liked acting. I didn't like being recognized for it for some reason because I felt like there's a there were even back then I felt the stigma of actors and I didn't want to be a part of it. I just wanted to be normal and cool and punk and I just there was something about acting that wasn't cool to me. So I was a little bit embarrassed, but a lot of my friends did know what was going on and and some of them were super supportive and some of them would pick on me a little bit. Um, but it all just became second nature for me and my friends. Like they were. They don't even see me as this actor celebrity kind of thing. So it's, it was it, we all just kind of grew up with it, in a weird way. It's, even though they had nothing to do with it. So you are good at being on set, and then your dad's like, "Yo, this my kid could do this, maybe." Mm-hmm. So like, you just grab an agent because you're a good looking kid. Yes. Yeah, that's how it happens, dude. <laughs> I walked in like, give me a. An agent, I look good. And he was like, yeah, you're going to be a star. Yeah, you're going to be a star, kid. And he was right. <laughs> no, I don't really know. I don't remember. I, I, my dad may have had some connections. Um, but, I mean, he, t- he tells the story of he brought me to an audition when I was five years old, and I hated it, and I was like, I'm never doing that again. And then at six years old, I came back, and I was like, hey, I think I want to try that again. I don't know how true that is, but I hated it at first, apparently. And I don't know. I don't know. He may have had some connections with a manager and an agent or something like that. But you really did inherently want to do it. I think so, dude. Yeah, I, I I was super into movies when I was a kid and music, and I was just creative. The the first movie I fell in love with was The Desperado with Antonio Banderas. And, of course, um, classic, he, classic, great movie. And he carries guns in his guitar case. And my older brother is a great guitarist, and so he would have all these acoustic guitar cases, and I I would always load the guitar cases with water guns, little plastic water guns, and then walk around with them in my diapers and. So I just like always wanted to do it and there's always pictures of me like dressed up as like a cowboy or something So I just always wanted to uh, I, don't, I don't know if that connects with acting, but it does it might be some start of it The thought of being <clears throat> a character. Yeah, dressing exactly. up as somebody that's not yourself. Yeah um, And also it's something that you saw your dad do. It's very cool. Yeah, he's a great dude I look up to him a lot in a lot of different ways and so it's been it's been really nice to have each other and, like, you know, he puts me in his things. I put him in my things. Sweet. You know. But also knowledge and a bunch of cautionary oh tales God. to learn yeah, from. Absolutely. And yeah. Yeah. He's he's saved my ass so many times. And also it's cool for him to watch because, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's it's fun. And now my little brother's an actor, too. And he's just, he was just yeah. in Selena on Netflix. And it's, uh, yeah, I, I feel like my dad's super proud. It's this really is what cool. I need, Daniel. I need to breed children and get them into the business. <laughs> Start, start breeding. I need to start a little farm. Start breeding. <laughs> start, start breeding. Start a little uh, acting farm in an agency. Yeah. Why not? You know, go out there into those hidden hills. How do you feel about like the fame, the attention that comes with it today? Because obviously you've had a lot of experience and years of it. Today it's it's much better. I've gone through some 
fucking roller coaster rides with it, dude. I've I've gone through points where I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm I can't I can't take it anymore. I don't like uh I didn't I that's never why I got into acting is is to have this fame because I don't know it's it's given me a lot of anxiety. It's really interesting. But I'm I'm I'm, I'm like a realist. I'm a realist. Is that the right word? Uh, so you know I'm very aware and. I know that that's part of the battle, you know, anxiety, you know, feeling like you have no privacy comes with this whole thing. But there was something about it where I just didn't connect with it. I didn't like it. I, 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 I didn't like being, being recognized as, is cool. But there's some, some, sometimes the way that people went about it was just, I hated it. They got up all up in your personal space? like Yeah, like, like, I don't know. I think I think it was just all just really overwhelming for me at some points. Like if I go to a mall, I can only be there for like a little bit before like somebody takes a picture of me and then and then somebody else will see and then see notice me and then there's just this swarm and that gets really I get really claustrophobic when that kind of stuff happens and then people used to come up to me at dinner and then just kind of like scream at me like say hey, f- you Tyler Posey and so I was just like what am I doing? What do I I don't like this enough to to deal with this. You know, so I just I still keep to myself quite a bit. Um, It'll never really go away. I don't think so, and I've I've definitely figured out a gr- way better way to deal with it. And like, if somebody's being annoying, I'll tell them. I'll be like, yeah. you're you're a weird person, <laughs> but I'll give you an autograph or whatever. I don't know. Well, be straightforward and be honest and be yeah. yourself. I, I also like pop punk has become. I think it's really cool that pop punk has become like this place where you funnel those anxieties and those mm-hmm. paranoias and also like where your true self gets to go. Is that accurate? Like just talking to somebody who's essentially played a bunch of other people and things mm. for a very, 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 very long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh dude, on stage is where I really feel like it's just, it's so second nature. And I, I mean, I haven't really been doing it that long. I mean, like I've been doing it for uh, most of my life, but not compared to acting. So it really is, for some reason, just like so easy to be on stage and and do this punk rock persona that I really just feel like is me. Um, yeah, I love it. Did I answer the question? Well, that's like it I is the lost. true. It is the true you, right? Yeah, is the person we hear in these songs and see on stage. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. And so yeah, I, I it, it it does feel nice. I'm. It's not like I'm craving. It, you know, because I'm an actor and I'm playing all these other people my whole entire life. It's not like, fuck, I need the world to see who I really am. It's just what I really want to do. So, yeah, I guess it is my true. Do you think it's hard for some people to see you how you really are because you played such a popular character on a teen show? They're like, is this guy actually authentic to the I'm, music he's making? Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I like to be pretty transparent on social media, but still, I, you know, you never know what other people are thinking. Yeah, I really try to convey honesty and transparency because it would be nice if people took me for who I really am, you know, and not some other version of myself. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's like I can only do so much to convince people that, like, I f- rock, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know how they see me. But I, I, I do do my best to, to you know, try, try paint the realest picture I can. Where do they go to get the realest picture? It is in your music. Yeah, yeah, I think so, definitely. I mean, there's some pretty intense that I that I cover in my music. And it is pretty, just like my songs and my music videos, you know, it's it, they're heavy topics, but they're funny. 
videos visually. So it's like it's it, that's kind of who I am. I do like to have this ju juxtaposition of, you know, being able to talk about some really heavy because I've been through some really heavy, but then also you know have like a f interesting light shine on it. You know, um, but yeah, I, I do think my music. I don't lie in it. You know, it is it is, you know, all hundred percent me and my experiences and, you know. Past life. There's, I mean, it's a really, when you read the lyrics. Yeah. Dude, uh, I'll just read a little. When I was a kid, I felt so alone. I had to escape so that I could feel whole. Drift off to a place where no one knew my name. A place you could get to by numbing the taste. The taste for this life is something so great. 20 years later and I wouldn't change. I mean, it, it keeps going. Yeah, that that that's the bridge of the song. And that to me is the most powerful thing I've written, especially on this album. Um it tells you why I started using because the song is about you know a past life and using drugs and now I'm clean and it's how you got here. It tells you how I got here. You know when I was a kid I felt so alone because I didn't I didn't connect with my industry. I didn't connect with my industry. I was a professional actor at eight eight years old and then I didn't connect with my friends because I was a professional actor. You know so it's like I felt super alone. Uh, I had to escape so that I could feel whole. Escape by numbing the taste getting high you know i started get, getting really stoned at a pretty young age with my friends and and i just wanted to feel normal just wanted to be a normal kid so i was like yeah i'll get up and drink and smoke and do drugs and and then you know eventually that just turned into like a really bad habit of escape are you able to figure out who you are during all this oh uh, i mean you know uh, i think it did stunt some sort of growth you know, but I, I definitely was still me, you know. Um, you know, the drugs do a weird thing. Like, smoking pot, I smoked, started when I was, like, 13 or I, some, something like that, 12 or something, 13. And then it was pretty consistent up until I was, like, 27, 28. How old am I? 29? Holy f um, <laughs> Up until I was, like, 28. And then a little bit, you know, I relapsed when I was 29. Um, so it was, uh, I was just, just lazy kind of no routine pothead but i still had a career and i was still like doing you know decent work and and then when you know other stuff came into play it really started to i did lose myself you know um not in like a really 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 bad way to where i couldn't find myself again but i i, I was surprising myself with my my actions and and my my personality i would get really irritable and get mad and punch all the time there's holes in my house from punching the walls and um i was just really sad dude really f sad D does this happen post teen wolf oh yeah yeah throughout it before throughout it after were you high on set all the time really <laughs> yeah i was i was pretty stoned and it was it was just like a, it was you know at that point it was harmless you know, i think you know so like everyone knew i was hot box my trailer and and then or like we would do a scene i would go outside real quick and smoke a spliff and then come back and Everyone was cool with it, you know. They were like, "Smells good, Posey." Um, I mean, as long as you got you, you got it done, you yeah, I got it done. good, and yeah. the show ran on time. Yeah, yeah, the show was great. I never, I, I'm super professional when it comes to working on set. Like my work ethic is something I pride a lot on, pride myself a lot on, and uh, I never let it get in the way. Cocaine started getting in the way of stuff, though. That was it. That was when I was like, "Okay, all right, okay, what the f is going on here? <laughs> Party's over, dude. <laughs> Can't stop it." 
Was that while you were on set, or was that after? No, the that show? was after. That, that was, was after. after I mean, show. obviously, like I've been experimenting with drugs since I was like, I don't know, fifteen or so with my friends, and uh, but I I had never let that. I just wasn't into it at the time. The Teen Wolf was going on. It was more so. I got into it afterward. Um, but yeah, it was always kind of. Wolf smoke weed, so it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Wolf Spain. Was Teen Wolf like the dream job? It was great, dude. I loved it. I really, 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 really loved it. It was so much fun, man. Um, I did go through some hard My mom died while we were filming. And uh, and so I was... That's where the depression really started to kick in. Um, so I did have some hard days, months, years on that show. Yeah. And by the way, I'm sorry for your loss. Still, I mean... Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's a trip. What does music do in that time? I mean, how? Do, I mean, there's a song about it. You've written about it. Yeah, I've written, I think, a few times about it in a bunch of different ways. Was the most recent on Scumbag? Probably, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. Uh, Back to the Day? Yeah. Yeah, there's one called Back to the Day, which is pretty pretty intense lyrically. Um, gets into some pretty heavy stuff, too. But yeah, man, it's, uh, it's sucks, yeah. But... What does that do? Rationalize it? He like how does what, a, music making a song about something so hard? What does that do for for you? Um, I I mean, definitely writing is therapeutic, you know. But it's not like I need to write in order to feel better. I, I think I just want to be honest, and I I, I don't know. I, I don't know why I wrote that song. Probably for my mom. You know, she always literally one of her dying words to me was like, "Write a song about me," and I was like, "Oh." Of course, yeah. I'm already, I've already got like a thousand written for you. Um, so, I don't know. That's always in the back of my mind. And, um, uh, yeah, I don't know if I, if I, if it's like something that's really therapeutic for me. I'm like, I need to do this in order to move on. It's not that. I think, I think I want to show kids who maybe are going through a similar situation to that I'm going, I've gone through it too. And look where I am today. I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I'm just kind of writing what I know. And, uh, and I'm super proud of them. I, th- I I love being creative with with the lyrical content and how I word things in kind of like a poetic way sometimes. And yeah, I don't know. The music is great. Thanks, man. Really, and and it's incredibly nostalgic. And thank you. Uh, do you feel accepted by the pop punk community? Yeah, I, I think so. I I, I hope so. Um, I've definitely tried to earn my position there. You know, I didn't want to use my Teen Wolf. I didn't want to lean on that for for this. So I. I've been real I've been going to warp tour since I was a kid and making friends with all these pop punk bands for a long time. I even like rode on State Champs' bus during warp tour like f- 5 6 years ago or something like that. State Champs. Yeah, so I've been friends with a lot of them for a long time and uh they would always invite me on stage at warp tour, Knuckle Puck. Um I'm friends with Movements, I'm friends with all these guys. And then I actually earned it, you know? Like I was I didn't start off on a bus, you know, I we rented a van and drove a van around the states and and i you know i really feel like i earned this position of being pop punk and i've been i've been playing shows since i was a kid since i was like 16 17 years old at my my first show we ever played was at my local music store at like an open mic night and then my high school and then just you know from well, there 2009 you start lost in costco yeah. costco spelled k-o-s-t-k-o uh-huh I like the way you've spelt things throughout your career. <laughs> really uh, original stuff. Thank you. Uh, I think we didn't want to get sued. We were like, we're going to be a it. huge band. We don't want to get sued by Costco. So uh, Good to look at ahead of time. Yeah. You avoided a, a major lawsuit, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, Pavements is the next one. Yeah. That's pretty cool. PVM, M, PVMTS. Yeah. Yeah. 
Pavement. I tattooed it on my leg right here. And I think we did that because there's another band called Pavement. Uh, you can't get the two mixed up. <laughs> so we're like, oh, we don't want to get sued by them either. So everything I do is make sh- making sure I don't get sued because of it. I like that. <laughs> I mean, hey, when you're this big, you got to take precautions. Yeah. People are watching. Um, it, to be accepted by the pop pub community mm-hmm. is a big deal. You have a song with Travis. Yeah. Great record. Um, really phenomenal. It's happy. Do you, you, what, like, do you bring him something finished? How does that go down? Yeah, so John Feldman is my producer, and he owns the label that I'm on. Um, and we wrote the song. Um, and I, I, my drummer was like, yo, it'd be sick if we can get Travis on a song. I was like, yeah, would it be, are you cool with that? Like, <laughs> him taking some of your spotlight? He's like, please, I need it. I was like, all right, let me, let me see what I can do. And so I hit Feldy up. I was like, what do you think about Travis getting a song? And he was like... You know, it's your first, so I was going solo at this point, it wasn't Five North anymore, and he's like, it's your first time going solo, maybe just going to kind of, like, emphasize on that, maybe we won't have him on this record, and maybe the next one. I was like, alright, great, fine. Cool. I told, told my drummer, I was like, yeah, probably not this time around, he's like, ah, oh, alright, all good. And then Feldy hit me up one day at the studio, FaceTime, and I was like, what's up, dude? And he, like, points the phone backwards, and Travis is sitting there, and I was like, oh, hey, uh, homie, what do I call you? <laughs> and uh, he's like, so what song do you want Travis to play on? And I was like, what? I thought... Uh, how about shut up? And he was like, done. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I'm, you know, Travis is the busiest person in the entire world. So like, you know, I didn't have, uh, um, I didn't sit him down and be like, yo, let's write a song together. Let's do this. He was just super down to, to play on one of our songs. The whole concept, like he is kind of the godfather of this entire genre yeah. is resurgence. Right. Well, Benji and Joel too have uh-huh. a huge hand in it. They uh-huh. have a bunch of bands. Uh, water parks and bad flower they're managing right is it competitive what is the temperature in the space i'm honestly not really sure because pop punk would never was competitive back no, in the day you very know, unifying it was, yeah it was family vibes you know warp tour everyone was just a family it's yeah. all it was everyone was supportive of each other so i've just kind of stuck to that mentality there might be some competitiveness in this new resurgence of it, you know? There's, like, a lot of different people who didn't always play pop-punk, and now they're kind of doing it. So there could be some sort of, like, butting heads. I really don't know. I'm kind of out of the loop, but I'd rather be there. I'd I rather mean, feel, you know... We have Machine Gun Kelly, we have Mod Son, two artists who did different genres, right. but but Kel's always had rock within his world, uh-huh. you know, to a certain degree. And then you have, like, Jaden, uh, right. and then you have Travis Nessa Barrett. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's intense, man. It's thick. It's it it is thick, you know. But um, I do I do feel like um, I don't know. I I my is different enough to where I'm not fully in, inserted into that that world, you know. I don't know. Maybe maybe I am part of it. Uh, but I do I do kind stay of. in the in the in the in the background about about where I stand with everybody, you know. It's cool though. It's a great community to be a part of. Yeah, it is. Always loved it. By the way, Happy is a great song. Um, Thanks, I know that that... So, Shut Up is the one that has Travis on mm-hmm. it, and then Femme, right? Yeah. I say that right? You did. P-H-E-M. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but Happy, it, it's a really intense record, too, but it's... Mm-hmm. But what? how is the title connected to the lyrics? Because you're talking about nodding, nodding off. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the chorus goes, if I tell you I'm happy, will that make you go away? If I tell you I'm happy, isn't that what I'm supposed to say? Um... And it's just like it's it's uh, it's about not being happy, you know, and and just trying to like go through it without people kind of on your case about it all the time. Or if you do try to be honest about it, people don't really want to hear it. They're like, oh, 
I was just asking how your day was. I didn't want to hear like this like in depth, mm. which is cool. You know, people. You know, it's, it's, but then don't ask. Like, yeah, let's, let's, don't don't ask. But also, you don't need to spill your. You yeah. know, people are like, "How you doing today?" I'm like, "Oh well, I'm pretty f- depressed." You know, blah blah blah. It's like, "Whoa, holy!" F- I'm not your therapist. I don't know. There's a lot of different ways you can look at it. So yeah, the song is just basically it's like I'm not I'm not happy, but I'm working through it, figuring something out. Like there's that that nodding off line is like uh, it's pretty specific to me. It goes, "Yeah, I know how to act. Just give me a name. I've been playing these roles you all want me to play." Yeah, I know how to nod, nodding out half awake with my eyes rolling back. Can't you tell I'm okay? So, like, that lyric is just, to me, just, like, a gruesome visual. It's like, yeah, my, I'm, I'm nodding off. I'm like, yeah, can't you tell I'm okay? <laughs> I'm on a load of drugs right now. So it's just, uh, it's, it's more of my story in sort of a vague way that people can connect theirs to. That's music. Yeah. When you stopped doing drugs, did it make music easier or harder to write? Um, yeah, interesting. Um, hmm. I definitely was worried that stopping drugs was going to, I'm like, who am I going to be, first of all? And then am I going to be able to write anything? Because I was always stoned. But thankfully, I couldn't write music when I was on other stuff. Like, I tried to write music on ecstasy one time, and I just was like, ah, I can't fire. The guitar was, like, vibrating. Cocaine never really worked. I mean, it would sometimes... I don't know. I it wasn't it wasn't that hard. I think I was a little worried about it, about how I would be able to write off of drugs. But as soon as I started, I'm like, oh, okay. I, that's that creativity didn't go away, which was nice. But yeah, because it sounded sure. like some of the five North stuff leaned a little more towards the pop side of the pop punk. Would you say that? Other than like songs like this mess, which is fantastic. Thanks, I love man. I love the screaming at the end of. Yeah, yeah, but would you say you because it, it kind of like three oh three or Al City a little more of those sounds came into Five North. Yeah, we definitely experimented. It was my first time experiment because I was a I've been a punk kid, pop yeah. punk, punk kid, more leaning toward punk my entire life, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so this was the first time I really got to experiment in the studio with different sounds. And Feldy kind of took the wheel a couple times and was like, "Let's try this." And I was like, "Oh, okay, all right." And then I'd be like, "All right, f- that was cool," you know. It's just I experimented and and it's out there, you know, and it's just, they're all just stepping ladders to figuring out where I want to go. You know, I don't have like a vision set in mind, but this next thing I want to put out after after drugs, I'm already selling my next EP, uh, <laughs> is more punk. Like yeah. I really want to get back to punk roots, no effects type, gutter mouth, um, that. So it's all just I'm I'm just kind of building a some sort of repertoire. Yeah, so is that are you still in the process like? Of figuring out who you are as a musician? I think it's always going to happen, yeah. I, I, and, and it's not like, man, I really wish I knew who I was. It's like, oh, f- let's see where I can go next, yeah. you know? Um, but I do know that I, I'm, I'm a punk, pop punk kid. There's not, I mean, I, I do like to write outside of that every now and then, you know, which is always really fun. But everything is going to have this root of pop punk, punk, you know, for me. So even though I haven't, you know, I'm still going to figure out who I am over the years. I do know that that's pretty solidified, you know. What is success to you in this space? In the music space? Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting because because the people I look up to, punk musicians, they don't have a lot of plays, yeah. you know. And um, it's interesting being in in a, in a world with Travis Barker, Femme, John Feldman. Everyone has these huge amounts of plays. Um, the space is different. It's different, you know? And so I'm like, is that is that what I should be striving for? Or should I just keep striving to, like, be me and punk and have fun with what I'm doing? And so that, that the, the latter is, is success to me. Just doing what I do, loving it, 
having fun and not putting too much emphasis on trying to make it or trying to find a sound that people will want to play. You know, the play, the kind of music that I love doesn't get a lot of love, no. which is f cool to me. You know, I mean, I, I, pop punk is coming back. There is a resurgence yeah. of it and people are, but I don't know if they're, di they're, they're listening to this new wave of it. I don't know if they're diving into the roots. Um, I agree with that. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, okay, th these guys are creating pop punk, which, you know, which is dope, but it's not true. Um, and so, yeah, I really don't know. It's, you know, I find it so fascinating because you're dealing with such a very real but also unique problem that, like, you know, you wouldn't have found decades ago when the genre was first finding its footing and doing its thing. Uh -huh. But I think your strategy is the right strategy, which is stick to what you do in making authentic music and organically one of those songs will eventually make its way yeah. into a mainstream space. Like any of the songs from growing up that you grew up on that crossed over that were huge mm -hmm. hits. Mm -hmm. Like I don't think anybody was planning right. on writing a hit when they sat down to write that record. Yeah. They were just being themselves and they had the right infrastructure and the right ears around to recognize something, mm -hmm. you know, and, and take it the rest of the way. But it, also, like, you're dealing with a format, like, just in radio. Like, alternative radio plays no new music. Right. Like, the biggest alternative radio stations in the country are either playing no new music or are playing so many more pop-leaning records that it's, like, this weird—it's so f***ing hard to get in there. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we I've I've been lucky enough to have a couple plays on K Rock. Of course. And I'll go in there and like we're friends with the people there. So, you know, it's it's nice that we have that connection. And Katie obviously is the is the mastermind. Yeah, but the, I want to hear your music once every hour, baby. I get you, me too, dude. You know, let's let's spin that the way you know, when I, I play music on the radio, a lot of music on the radio, we're playing stuff like every every hour and a half. Like there's no like the like what is a one day spin, baby? Show show me real stuff. Yeah. Give yeah. the format some juice and some life. Yeah, absolutely, man. Definitely. And, you know, I don't know. Radio is, because part of, part of K-Rock is just like, all right, I want to turn I want to turn it on listen to Damn It by Blink, you know, and just hear that sh nostalgic I grew up with it. Long. So what do you want out of the station? That. Really? Yeah. I mean, definitely. You want to be, be able to listen to the old stuff? The old stuff, it would, it would be nice to hear my friend's band's music, like State Champs, Story So Far, Knuckle Puck. Um... You know, on part of the rotation, um, but yeah, I think part of what that is is a nostalgic sort of thing, you know. And this just hasn't been, you know, they're definitely playing the new pop punk. I think MGK is on there and some other, sh but uh, I think that's kind of what you. I really don't know. I don't know. Radio is a weird but, thing. But the truth is, like, you're onto something here. Is you want it to be both. You yeah. want to be able to bring in the new while still giving the old K-Rock people who grew up with K-Rock what they are tuning in for. Mm -hmm. Because the hope is that, like, somebody who's tuning in for that Blink song is also going to enjoy, you know, the new Tyler Posey record. Sure, yeah. Because they have a similar energy to them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's that's what it should be, you know, instead of trying to, like, play what the, what the mainstream... Yeah, know. man, they're playing a lot of pop records. Yeah, yeah, and, it's and, like, interesting. Why wouldn't they play the new Weezer? So we support Weezer for years and years and years, but then we're not going to support Rivers Cuomo when he releases All My Friends? You know, you need AJR on the record to do something? I think it's hogwash. I, I agree. I think there's a lot about the music industry that I kind of think is hogwash, and so I just kind of stay in the back, you know, and listen to my punk records. Well, That's all I do. You listen to your punk records and you get ready for tour. Internet yeah. killed the rock star, Daniel. That's right. Is it true? Do you I, believe that? 
Let's see. Yeah, in a way, it for it shaped the rock star into something else. What do you think the rock star is today? What does the mold look like? I really don't know. I don't know. But we um, know the internet has you know, morphed. I think I think if you ask uh, somebody else, they'd probably say like MGK, which I don't think. You know, like I think I think the the last rock band was the Strokes. Like they were f cool. The dude had this rock persona. Like he didn't want to with them he would like spit on the camera and like bash the camera with a microphone stand and i was like that's cool that's like some badass rock jim morrison um i don't know what people how people consider what a rock i heard someone today. recently say that rappers are today's rock, rock stars which kind of makes sense yeah 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 i can see that yeah. definitely yeah 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 there's the whole the whole little peep sort of movement of like these like sad boy rappers i think people kind of see that you know but i i, I, I can see that but yes. also at the same time, like there is a, a want to make rock stars the new rock stars. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, I've always, that's that's how I've always been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, when you go on tour, I mean, you're going on tour with Mod Sun, right? Mm -hmm. But are you doing your own tour too? Is Internet killed? Uh, Internet killed the rock stars. That's your tour. Well, no, that's 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 our tour. That's, that's his. That's his. That's his tour that he's bringing me on. I got. F so okay, got it, got it, got it. So you are going to be hitting the road together. Yes. I mean. When we go out there, do we want moshing? Absolutely. Okay, that's pretty rock, dude. I'm gonna, I'm I'm co I'm covering some pretty badass punk songs because like pop punk is great. Love pop punk. Uh. Grew up on it. It shaped my life. But I know a lot of these kids coming to the show don't know what punk is. Yeah. You know. So I'm gonna like I'm gonna I'm I'm covering. I'm taking it on my own volition to introduce some of these kids to some f bash your mouth in punk music, which I'm really stoked about. That's yeah. Yeah. Like who? Or do you not want to give it away? Um, uh, I can give it away. I'm gonna cover a no effect song. Nice. Which uh which I'm really stoked about. And um still figuring out my set list even though I'm like a week away. <laughs> um but I'm also, you know, drugs is 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 uh being released. Uh my EP is being released a day before tour. So I'm gonna be, you know, promoting a lot of that. I'm playing this mess. Um, are you gonna be happy? Are you gonna be screaming every night? Because I know. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I screamed yesterday. My voice holds up. I don't know why. I, 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 you know, I've done a month and a half long tour or a bunch of tours, and my voice holds up every time I scream. I yeah, know. I know. That's the one thing when you watch like the screamo bands or the pop punk bands that screamed like you know ten years ago. You watch them perform now, and they uh, sometimes sit back. Yeah. When the, when the screams come. Yeah, I'm still pretty early into my days of of screaming live, so I'm, I think I can hold on to it for a little bit longer. Why don't you think anybody really screams today, other than you, obviously, but, like, all this new pop punk, nobody's screaming. I think it's because they're trying to duplicate the stereotypical pop punk, which is, you know, All the Small Things by Blink-182. Gotcha. Which is a great song. It's my favorite band. But I think they're trying to duplicate that sound rather than understand that pop punk has evolved since then. You know, pop punk is this really broad sort of scene now. Um, and kind of always has been, but there was this, like, this, the, it was the mainstream version of pop punk that I feel like they're really trying to capture. And there's a lot of it that doesn't feel authentic to me. You all should listen to, uh, Tyler Posey's music. There's going to be a link in the description below. It's definitely worth your ears. Um, you made OnlyFans history. Is that, like, a weird thing to add to your title? Um. What do you think of that? Did I offend you by saying that? So offended, dude. I get that. On your couch, I wouldn't be the first. <laughs> won't be the last. Um, no, dude, it didn't offend me at all. It's part of you know. I'm like I said, I'm trying to be as open and transparent as honest as possible. It was definitely a weird moment. I didn't really know. I was approached by some people that were like, "Hey, we're gonna do this 
we want you to be a part of this thing. I was like, okay, interesting. Let me, let me hear you out. And the pitch sounded really good. And I was like, all right, yeah, let's try it out. And the entire time I was really just trying to find my footing on it. And uh, there were some people that were kind of handling my account and not posing as me, but they, it, it was, it was not right. So I like, I was like, look, I need to do this on my own. I'm going to, I, I, I need to, I need to kick you guys off of my, they kept changing my password. And I was like, every time I would log on, I'm like, where, I can't get on my f platform here. Oof. And so it was just, it was a weird, it was a weird energy throughout the entire thing. People wanted me jerking off in videos. And I was like, I'm not going to, I don't, I don't, that's not why I'm here. I don't want to do that. You know, whatever. I don't. Um, and, uh, so you got a company running it for you, essentially. Kind of, you know, I would, I, sometimes I would go to log on and I would be logged off. And I was like, this is weird. This doesn't feel like something I really want to do, first of all. And the yeah. fact that like somebody else is posing as me kind of is, 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 weird. is, is weird and off. So I was pretty quick to be like, look, I don't want to, I don't want to, I want to do this alone, you know, and, yeah. and really try to figure out my footing on it. And what was cool about it? about it was that I was able to be honest about, you know, some sexual encounters that I had and mm -hmm. it kind of like, I, I, I did that because I wanted, you know, people to, who were in my position, you know, a straight male who could be honest about their encounters, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, without any ridicule or whatever. I just wanted to be honest just in case there was somebody listening who was, could take some sort of inspiration from it. Uh, so I thought that was kind of interesting, you know, and then I ended up raising like a bunch of money for um, like anti-bullying cool. um, Like that so I did find some good in it, but it's definitely not my place. Are you straight? Uh, yeah, I am now. I mean, I'm, I'm sexually fluid. I guess I really don't know I've never defined myself. I don't think I want to put a label on myself because somebody's gonna get mad yeah. You know somebody out there's gonna be like you said you were this. You said you were this. Whatever. I, I, I'm, I'm just me. I've been with dudes. I've been with girls. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm afraid to label myself because something bad's going to happen. Do you, you flow, but do you feel like because you're afraid to label yourself, you don't, you don't get to be your true self? Do you feel like people need a label to be them, their no. true selves? No, I, 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 no, I don't think so. I, I think there are too many labels. I don't want to be put in a box. I think there's too many boxes to be put in. I'd rather just, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't put too much thought into it. I just want to be me. And uh, it, it makes me be able to be freer to be myself, you know, if there is no label attached to it, if that makes any sense. Yeah, you're not, like, thinking about anything and nothing is kind of attached to you. Yeah, yeah. I was just you're unencumbered. Yeah, I was like on a live on OnlyFans and they asked me, have you been with a guy before? I was like, yeah, I have. And then like they kind of, whoever, some tabloid the next morning labeled me as pansexual. And I was like, what is that? So I don't even know what it was. Um, and I don't think I qualify for that. I just don't want to be in any, any label. I don't think anybody should. You know, you, you want to get with a guy, you want to get with a girl, you want to get with who is what, whoever you want to be with. <laughs> I don't know. You know? I don't know if it's labeled as pansexual. I'm not an expert in the space, but pansexuality is like being attracted to the person and not their, you know, like their soul, kind of. Yeah. Like, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, their being. But I don't yeah. get why you have to put a label on anything. Why can't you just be yourself? Yeah, that's 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 where I'm. That's where I'm at. You know. Yeah. And then like I think people get mad sometimes if I try to if people try to label me and they're like, well, he's not gay. You know, he's not straight. He's not this. And it's like, all right, dude, relax. I, 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 I did what I wanted to do, and I, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. 
You lived your truth. I lived my truth, damn it. And you continue to do so every day. Try to, yeah. And you're going on tour with Mod Son. Damn right. And girlfriends. And girlfriends. Wow. Mod Son, you know, he's doing the pop punk thing, and he was a rapper before, but that dude grew up around pop punk. Yeah, he did. He was always, like, he, he worked with Scary Kids, Scaring Kids. He was on Warp Tour a bunch of times, you know, so he definitely has a place in, in, in this new resurgence, which I'm really stoked about. Oh, so. yes, and I'm sure Avril Lavigne is going to be on the road some dates, mm, and she's an icon. Maybe. I love you, Avril. I love you. <laughs> I, she's incredible. Does it bother you when you post anything and people just call you Scott? It's an interesting one. It doesn't, because I'm so proud of Teen Wolf. Yeah. I'm so proud of that character. Um, but it is it is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, damn. Do you, do, you know, do you notice anything else that I do? Which is okay if they don't, because I don't, I'm not, like, craving their attention. But uh, it makes me want to do more Teen Wolf. I'm just like, fuck, man. I gotta, we got to give these kids what they want. I want it, too. I mean, I see they're begging for a season seven. Dude, that's all, that's all I've been seeing for the past three years. Which is weird. It's like, well, why just one season? Why season seven? Like, because we ended the show. If we do one more season, are you guys going to want, like, a season eight then? Like, where's the end to this? But did you end the show? Like, do you feel like there's an act? Like, did you feel like it came to an end? Because it seems like people don't think it's over. I don't know. I, yeah, I think we, it felt like we ended it. But, you know, there's, if you're a fan of something, it's always, you're always going to want more of it. You know, and even for me, I'm a fan of the show. So at the end, I was like... I mean, it was definitely a much-needed break. I was very happy to walk away and, and do something else for a long time, but it's, it's something I've always wanted to do. If, if, if it was your choice, would you have it pick up where it left off, or do you think it should fast-forward mm. three years? It would be kind of cool to see everybody older. Yeah. You know? Um, I think, like, last time... When did the show end? I think it ended a couple years into the future. So, okay. like, like, I mean, we were... The last episode, we were 18 years old, and then it fast-forwarded to, like, 20, maybe? Mm. But at that time, I was, like, 25. So it's never going to be present, like, my age. I don't think Scott McCall is ever going to be 30 years old. Um, but it would be cool to see them a little older. You know, that entire show, one of the main characters was the high school. Yeah. You know? So it would be cool to kind of see what, what happens outside of school for those for those wild bunch. You were a co-producer on the final season. You directed yeah. a, a few episodes. I mean, you must have sway. Call up uh, the powers that be. Oh, dude, I feel like. Well, I mean, I've been. What put, does it take? I don't. I really don't know. I have no f- idea. I've been like whispering it in MTV's ear forever, um, and constantly putting it out, like agreeing with the fans. I'm like, yeah, I want more. Let's let's do it. And so I don't know. I I don't know. I really don't know. I might just do a parody. <laughs> like a new music video? Yeah. Just yeah, dress yeah. up as a wolf. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you're smiling the whole time. The whole entire time as I'm killing something. <laughs> Have you talked to the other members of the cast? Are they on board or is this like a, a you thing? Um, I don't really know. I mean, I talk to them all the time, but we never really bring up Teen Wolf. We always bring up fond memories of the past, you know? <laughs> but we never really say, so if it were to happen again, would you be down? I I just feel like the energy, the consensus is yes. I feel like everybody would be down. They better be, goddammit. Yeah. Or otherwise I'll do it alone. That's okay. <laughs> You're all they need. <laughs> what are you thinking? Would you ever, or do you think you could write music as your character from that show? So the first, so Lost in Costco, we had a, our only single, our only song. Well, we had a bunch of them, but the one that like we, we embellished the most was uh, this song called Somebody. And that was about Scott McCall. Like, uh, it was like through the eyes of Scott McCall. Like, this, the chorus goes, 
Sometimes I want to go back to the way it was, but then again, back then, I was just a no one. So it's like, you know, sometimes Scott McCall wants to go back to being human, but then at that point, you know, he didn't, he wasn't good with girls. He wasn't good on his lacrosse team. He, he didn't have all these powers, you know, so I've done it before. I could definitely do it again. Is that because you were just like, that's, that's what you were doing? The, your, your, your life was that show? You're like, what else am I supposed to write as? Like, yeah. I, I'm not living life. I'm yeah. going to write as this character. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was, oh. I was, I was like 18. 19 when I wrote that song. That's That was like the height of my Teen Wolf days. I ain't yeah. living, but Scott McCall is, baby. <laughs> Scott McCall's alive and well. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, he is. On a streaming service near you. That's right. Uh, stream it. So stream sh- that. Tyler Posey, you're an amazing person. Really great to talk to you and understand uh, not only uh, where you've come from, but kind of where you're going. I'm excited for this EP. There's going to be a link in the description to listen to all of Tyler's music that's out there right now. Uh, final thought. Do you have any? Daniel? Well, I know the album comes out very soon, but will there be more screaming on there? Oh, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I sprinkle it in on almost every single song. Yes. Definitely. That's the best way to do it. I love that you love the screaming. I mean, I'm a census fail guy, Hawthorne Heights. Like I said, there's lots yeah, of singing, dude. lots of screaming. My first show that we played with uh, Five North was opening up for Hawthorne Heights. Oh, sick. It was sick, dude. That's awesome. It was really cool. Well, that's why I like this mess so much, especially at the mm-hmm. end, like that little guitar part, because you scream, you go to the chant, uh-huh. you sing, uh-huh. and then you end on the scream. Yep. I'm like, this is fantastic. I'm glad you like it, dude. That's, yeah, my, favorite, that's my favorite part of the song. It's really fun to play. I, w- I mean, I would assume so. Yeah. I would assume it's kind of exhausting for the voice, but like you said, you're still young, still got it. Yeah, I think so. And my voice is already raspy, so there's yeah. something, I don't know, it just works. Well, actually, you ended it by saying, I'll effing let it bleed out, right? That's mm-hmm. how you ended that song? Yeah. And I was like, it reminds me of when Chester Bennington was yep. screaming, bleed it out on uh-huh. that one Lincoln Park I album. bleed it out, dig it deep. Oh. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Chester's a big inspiration of mine. I, I just wrote a song that sounds a lot like Lincoln Park by accident. It just ended up sounding like that. But yeah, Chester's... Well, one thing before I go, there was this cool... It's like one of my favorite moments in the entire world. Um, I was at Warp Tour, backstage at Warp Tour. And I'm walking around with my little brother. <clears throat> and I hear, hey, Tyler, Tyler. I turn around, and it's Chester... And he's with his uh, niece, I think. And he's like, he walks up to me. I was like, hey, dude. He's like, my niece is a big fan, man. She would love to get a picture with you. I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And that was, I, I met him. Uh, and uh, it was like the coolest moment I've ever had in my entire life. Just the fact that he called out my name. It was uh, unreal. Dude. And you made him feel cool in that moment, too. Came out? I mean, come on. Those little things. He, like He we, made me feel just the it, coolest. I'm sure it was mutual. Awesome. I don't know. I think I should. I think I felt way cooler. Maybe because he was. I don't know, dude. He was. I'm. I mean, I've been in love with him since I was a kid. He's an icon. Yeah, and a legend. And yeah. his music will live on forever and ever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um. I mean, there is so much history in the genre, man. Like, there's. Uh, you, you're carrying a torch. A lot of people are carrying a torch. That a lot of some of the most incredible musicians of like many generations. You know, mm-hmm. we're a part of. It's pretty. Awesome. It is cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's just been my world for so long. It, I haven't really taken a step back from it and looked at it from that angle in a long time. You know, I've just that's just been what I've been consumed with my entire life. So it is cool that you know we are carrying on the genre. That's you know, like you said, it's uh, it's a torch. Keep it going. Yeah, Breaks dude. my heart that people say rappers are the the new rock stars. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see. Things we'll see. come and go. Yeah. You're right. Uh, anyway, please listen to Tower's music. Link in the description below. Thanks for giving us time and energy, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, man. Thank you, guys. That was awesome. Tower Posey, everybody. Thank you.
Hey, beautiful human. Thanks for joining our conversation with Tyler Posey. We appreciate you. Please subscribe to this podcast, share it with those you care about, and let us know who we should talk to next at Zach Sang Show on any form of social media. Please be safe, hug your family if you can, and don't go to jail. Have a great day. We'll talk soon. Peace and love.